0: My latest book is called Empire of Destruction, a history of Nazi mass killing. And it represents, perhaps surprisingly, the first time that a single volume addresses all major victim groups of Nazi mass killing together. The Nazi regime killed approximately 13 million civilians and other non-combatants in deliberate policies of mass murder, almost all of them during the war years, 1939 to 1945, and the vast majority between mid 41 and spring 45, that is, in the space of only four years. These systematic killing programmes targeted the following groups, the mentally and physically disabled within Germany and later in the occupied territories, the Polish ruling classes and elites, Jews across the length and breadth of Europe, captive and unarmed Red Army soldiers, the Soviet urban population, the civilians in primarily rural areas who fell victim to preventive terror and reprisals especially in the Soviet Union, Yugoslavia, Greece and Poland and Europe's Roma populations. For all the differences in the nature of these victims, they had something fundamental in common. It's no coincidence that all seven major Nazi killing programmes took place during the war. The commonality shared by the different victim groups is closely related to the military conflict. While each of the killing programmes possessed a racial component, The logic of war was central to the rationale for targeting each and every one of the victim groups as they were regarded by the nazi regime in one way or another as a potential threat to germany's ability to fight and ultimately win a war for domination in europe this view was informed and justified by nazi racial thinking so it's practically impossible to separate german wartime strategy from nazi genocidal racial policies Indeed, one might go so far as to argue that, for Nazi Germany, genocide and mass killing constituted a form of warfare. Thus, the first of three main theses of my book runs as follows. The mass murder of civilians and other non-combatants was an actual strategy for winning the war, not a sideshow or distraction from the military effort. The key to understanding and explaining the vision that Nazi ideology had of society and the violence it spawned is to be found in the first world war its outcome and above all societal perceptions of this experience germany's defeat and right-wing rationalizations for it bred a traumatic fear of internal instability in times of war and upheaval in this situation ethnic nationalist sentiments already present in the belated nation state were radicalized further lessons were drawn from the constantly invoked crisis of 1918 a repetition was to be avoided at all costs. This called for radical preventive measures. The ends justified any and all means. Thus, when the next war arrived, all real and prospective enemies were to be removed and eliminated with the goal, on the one hand, of preventing a recurrence of the defeat of the turmoil of 1918 and 19, and on the other, of purifying and strengthening German society and later, a German-dominated Europe in the name of the National Socialist Utopia. This, then, is the second of the three main theses of my book. There are features and patterns common to all modern genocides, but there were also specifically Nazi motivations for mass killing. There is no monocausal explanation or single explanatory model for the actions of the perpetrators, the answer we see can be found only in the interaction of several factors converging in specific historical circumstances. The conduct of, of the Holocaust perpetrators, for instance, cannot be explained in terms of their ideology alone, and yet cannot be understood without it, for antisemitism provided at all times a general absolution for the actions of the perpetrators. However, more than half of the victims of deliberate Nazi policies of mass murder were not jewish anti-semitism as a motivating factor cannot explain why german and austrian perpetrators massacred belarusian villages starved german psychiatric patients or gassed austrian roma this brings me to the third and last of the book's main theses anti-semitism was only one admittedly central component of nazi ideology radical ethnic nationalism and biological racism were also key elements, and they are indispensable for explaining Nazi atrocities against non-Jewish victims. These profound ideological convictions were not held by a few fanatics, but by hundreds of thousands of people at the same time. These people, mainly but not exclusively men, came not only from elite Nazi organisations such as the SS, but also in substantial numbers from the Wehrmacht, which, with a total of 18 million members between 1935 and 1945, constituted a cross-section of the German male population at the time. Very many perpetrators, therefore, came not from the fringes, but from the heart of German society. The prevalence of radical ideological convictions during the years in question points to a shared and defining historical context. The perpetrators were less ordinary men, than ordinary Germans during an extraordinary time in German history.